You're listening to Metal and High Heels, the official podcast from the magazine about metal, lifestyle, and entertainment. Hey everybody, welcome to a new episode of the Metal and High Heels podcast. This is Kiki and I'm here with... Pia, hello. Yes, we are back with another band special. We haven't done one of those in a little while. I don't know, I think you did one uh, about Within Temptation not so long ago. That's Um, true, five episodes ago. Yeah, that was by the end of that came out by the end of August. But if you're new to the podcast, we have done um, many, many band specials about uh, our favorite band, our favorite bands, obviously, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but also um, a lot of bands with uh, women in metal. And uh, some of those might be, for example, Epica, Leaves Eyes, Nightwish, of course, the Birthday Massacre we did together. That was the last one we did together, just the two of us. Wow, that's long ago. (laughs) That's very long ago, I think. It was this year for sure. I was in Quito. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's true. (laughs) But it feels like another life, yeah. We will put the episodes about the other beds in the show notes, um, which you can find at metal-and-highheels.com slash podcast 59. We are almost at 60. Yes, that's so exciting. (laughs) <laughs> and today we have a band that I like a lot, a lot, a lot. And, uh, or we both like a lot, I think. Mm, there is one album that I liked a lot. Um, and I don't really know so much of their other songs and albums. So I'm, I hope that you know more about them than I do. <laughs> Oh. So I'm very excited to learn something about them. Uh, well, let's hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're talking about the band uh, Stream of Passion. Didn't we mention this before? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> oh. Damn. <laughs> Welcome to the Stream of Passion episode, everybody. <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, you. I think you listened to Stream of Passion before me. Um, that's possible. Um, I think I was still working for Power Metal DE and I got the album um, to write a review about them. It was the album Darker Days back in 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was shortly before we met at the Rock Hard magazine. Oh, really? So, um, <laughs> yep, when I was in Dortmund, I listened to this album a lot. Um, and Aww. that's how I discovered them. Um, that's by the way um, the way that I discovered a lot of very cool bands that are not so famous yeah and Stream of Passion um, I only knew that the singer was from Mexico and so um, I think I didn't really expect to see them on stage um, within the next I don't know, within a few months or a few years, but then um, I think we, or I saw them quite often. Yes. Because Marcella, the singer, moved from Mexico to the Netherlands, which is quite around the corner (laughs) from where we live. (laughs) So, um, of course, they played a lot of festivals and gigs there, and so it was very easy to catch them on the road yeah and on well-loved festivals <laughs> like yep. um, Metal Female Voices Fest mm, and we also did a lot of interviews with especially Marcella I'm not sure at the moment if we ever spoke to one of the guys in an interview I know that we had Marcella very often yeah that's right but tell me about this first this first encounter with uh, Stream of Passion's music you picked up the the album, and what were what was your first thought? Mm, my first thought was that Marcella has one of the most beautiful voices in the universe, if yes. not the most beautiful voice. <laughs> <laughs> I was so impressed by that. Um, 
the rest of the music is just built around her voice, which is really cool because a voice like that should be in the center. And the symphonic music fits perfectly. And I was even more impressed when I saw them live and realized that she played the... Um, violin. The violin, yeah. Cool. There's so many great songs on Darker Days, but I think yes. we'll talk about that later. <laughs> yes, 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 we will. But I will put all the songs that we mention in our Spotify playlist about this episode. Yeah, which you can find at metal-n-highheels.com slash podcast 59. And while mm -hmm. you're there, check out all of the other uh, things that we will put on the show notes, like uh, the interviews that we are or we'll talk about uh, during during this band special. I think the earliest memory of me listening to Stream of Passion that I have is in your car, Pia. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> on the way to a Metal Female Voices Fest, probably. <laughs> no, it was like in the summer. I don't... Mm -hmm. It might have been the year after. I'm, it might have been 2012 when we were uh, arriving to uh, Rock Hearts. I think that is that is it because I don't think Stream of Passion played in 2011 at Metal Female Voices Fest. No, I don't think so too. Exactly. So I think I think that was it, and you suddenly uh, started playing this album, and I was like, "Oh damn!" And my first thought was, <laughs> "This singer sounds Mexican." <laughs> mm. Yeah, I remember you told me. <laughs> yes, because, um, and I've thought about this uh, throughout the years. I think I probably m must have told you this before, but um, I mean, growing up in Ecuador, you know, I, it's probably the same for for Latin America that everything, um, the pop culture gets a lot of, not only a lot of influence from the USA, but also um, a lot of, a lot, well, it's like everybody's, you know, Uh, it gets shared around a lot, so to speak. So um, I obviously grew up uh, watching um, Mexican telenovelas and Colombian telenovelas as well. And Arge Argentinian telenovelas had a big breakthrough in the 90s, probably. Um, mm -hmm. But I also grew up listening to um, to pop acts from those countries. So I really, I think... I think there's a difference in like the colors of the voices. And I really, when I heard Marcella's voice, I knew she must come from Mexico. And that made it so interesting. I don't know if uh, right at that moment we we had that conversation. I don't know if you told me about, um, about her or about the band being Dutch and she coming over from Mexico. But that is also a story that I myself find very inspiring like Marcela leaving her family, friends, and her life in Mexico for this band mm. and coming all the way to the Netherlands, starting to learn Dutch and uh, starting to work there and building a life and being so successful and more so in the European metal scene community. I think that is mm. really, really admirable. Yeah, that's true. Because I think the culture is very different in Europe than in Latin America. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, not that it's a bad thing. I mean, it's it's a cool thing. Um, and also the weather and everything. It's not like that easy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you always tell me that you get pale when you're in Germany for a long time. <laughs> oh, that's the, that's the least of all the evils. Um <laughs> autumn is here and today was a gorgeous sunny autumn day it was cold but it was sunny and that makes such a difference because when when the gray comes you know when the clouds are there all the time weeks on end it's like no 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 that's that uh, can get me really down so um mm. should we get a little bit into the history of the band yes i just um take a look at the timeline of the band members and um, Marcella and Johan are the the only two who are in the band since the beginning and until the end 
Um, they they changed their guitar player. I don't know. They had Arjen Lukasen as the guitar player, but at the same time they had Laurie Lindstrut. The name doesn't say much to me. Um, and then they replaced both. At the same time, they replaced their keyboard player. Um, so there, something must have happened in late 2007. <laughs> um, yes. And from then on, they they um, stayed together until the end of 2009 or the beginning of 2010 when they changed the drummer. That's it. So compared to other bands, they are averagely lineup changing. Can you say that? <laughs> I, no, I would say I would even say that they didn't have many lineup changes. Hmm. The thing uh, with Arjen Lukasen is is the is what it what it all starts because um, legend has it no <laughs> <laughs> no um, Arjen Lukasen who is obviously the founder of many projects and the mastermind behind Arian um, also started Stream of Passion with Marcella and they had met through Irion. So Marcella first sang in Irion before they founded the band together, A Stream of Passion. Mm-hmm. And and at first it was like the gentle storm. You know, it was like Irion's uh, project. And I mean, Irion is no, known for not performing live much. Mm. I think he had uh, he has performed live very few times. I think those times are are or those performances are happening more often lately. But uh, back then it was like almost never or maybe even never. So in 2007 when he left the band, the fact that Marcella and Johan decided to to go on with it is well, what gifted us so many records, <laughs> so many great music. <laughs> but it must have been also some kind of, of, of big decision because uh, Aryan was the main composer and you know his music is going to be good and is going to find uh, an audience. And suddenly to leave him, um, I guess that was also kind of a hard decision, but I mean, they already had so much going for them. They had been a band for five up to two years for two years mm. and already put out embrace the storm yep yeah that makes sense that makes um, that explains why three people left the band at the same time exactly so embrace the storm have you listened to it a lot or not so much not so much i don't recall any of the songs to be honest yeah <laughs> I'm also not that familiar with that first record. Um, also, a little, uh, another, not another quick fact, but another fact indeed. This um, this album, Embrace the Storm, that came out in 2005, by this time, Marcela was still living in Mexico, and she wrote the lyrics um, over the internet, and... And she probably also wrote a lot of the vocal melodies and, you know, like in these in this kind of long distance band relationship with Arjen Lukasen. Mm-hmm. Passion is a very nice song from that. I think they still play that live. Uh, yeah, they still play that live. I think they also play the, the opener, Spellbound, because that rings a bell in my head. I'm not sure about that. I think Open Your Eyes is also one that they, or even the title track, Embrace the Storm, they might might have played that until the end as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Passion is my favorite at least because it starts so strong and and dark and it sets the scene uh, for the rest of the song. I really, I really like that. <laughs> Um, it's interesting that they released a live DVD or a CD shortly after they released the album. 
Yeah. A year after, mm. they didn't waste any time. <laughs> <laughs> so there have to be a lot of cover songs <laughs> on this one. Well, apparently it uh, featured it features um, Irene's songs mm -hmm. and Star One, which is um, another one of Arjen Lucasen's uh, projects or bands. So uh, they did that. I would want to know. Let me see. Let's see what Wikipedia can give us, because I would like to know where it was filmed and who actually performed. Mm. Um, it's a CD and DVD. Mm -hmm. Well, yes, apparently Arjen Lukasen performed himself. Yep, that's interesting. Yeah, it's, it is interesting. And also interesting, um, while this was, where was this? Where was this? Live in the real world. It was recorded in Reisen in Holland on the on February 17th, 2006. Yeah. So a year after their um, debut album, Stream of Passion performs in the Netherlands and records it for a live CD and DVD. This is amazing. Yep. I think Nightwish had three albums out when they recorded their first live DVD. Mm -hmm. I think they had, it was shortly after they released Wishmaster. Yeah. That's what I would assume as well, you know, like isn't a live DVD and CD also kind of a greatest hits thing? Why would you do it directly after the first the first album Mm. Yeah, you can only do it when you have this past, um, like Arjen has, that you have so many songs that you can play. And when you have this new band project, even with the singer that you're working with on another project, then um, they also, or on the cover, you can also see Stream of Passion featuring Irene. So um, it's quite clear that they play also a lot of songs from this other band and that wouldn't be possible for a band that just started with, I don't know, an EP with five songs or something. Yeah, I don't true. think that they would get gigs with this length and then that they would be able to even record um, the video. It's quite easy to record audio. I knew some clubs, when you play there, then you can give them some money and they will record mm -hmm. the gig so that you have this live CD at least. But video is very expensive. Yeah. And even nowadays, many bands, for example, Children of Bodom, say they don't um, release a live DVD because it's so expensive. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. And I also find uh, on Spotify, I just found an Out in the Real World EP from 2006, apparently, which has five, no, four has four tracks on it, so maybe they also put up these new four tracks which they performed, uh, or at least a few of them, they also performed and recorded for the live DVD. So, yeah, cool. I mean, they wanted to do, to, to, to do a show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They wanted to do a show, so they uh, got more repertoire and then they just, I don't know, took the chance and filmed it, I guess. Mm. I think this live version of Passion is a duet with um, Marcella's sister. Mm -hmm. And I really, really like that version. So um, that, uh, and or maybe Computer Eyes. I think those would be my favorite. Do you have any favorites from the live? Um, no, because they never listened to it. But do you know if her sister is active in a band? I know her sister is an actress and has a lot of work for that. Um, I think she also used to work in she used to work in musical theater. Um, but 
just recently, just in the past uh, few years, I think Marcella posted uh, several or at least one movie <laughs> her uh, sister <laughs> acted in. And um, yeah, I think I think she followed that path of the art stardom. Of the artistic spectrum. Yeah, artist <laughs> stardom. Yes, path. In 2009, they released The Flame Within. Um, and there is a very, very beautiful ballad on this album, which is called When You Hurt Me The Most. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, but it's beautiful and it's so quiet. Um, the whole album to me seems really calm, so not so powerful and aggressive. Mm -hmm. um, for example, also Let Me In, it's a bit more powerful, but it's not what I normally listen to. <laughs> it doesn't have this go-forward, strong power. Yeah. Which is totally fine. Um Because it's a good album and you can um, relax in a different way. You can just put it on as the background music and probably non-metal listeners wouldn't, uh, wouldn't tell you to turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's more the, the calm, quiet, beautiful side of the band. Yes, and it has beautiful instrumentation as well. Mm -hmm. so which would you say is your favorite from this album I would say that When You Heard Me The Most is my favorite because it's very special sounds like it hmm. I think I like In The End the most from The Flame Within um, it also has a very moving melody, melody and it's also so Yeah, melodic. <laughs> and it has that beautiful violin that we could um that we could see Marcella play when she played uh, when they played live when they played the song live. Mm. Yeah. So that was another. I think that is one that never um was taken from their live setlist, right? They played it quite often. I think so too, yes. And then two years later came Darker days. days. And that's a really amazing record. Can I put the whole album in the playlist? <laughs> um, no, but I... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so even um, when we start with the first song, Lost. Lost is so beautiful, so powerful, so melancholic. Yeah. And also has those very strong guitar riffs that you wouldn't... Mm -hmm. I think at least several tracks in the in Darker Days have this kind of alternation between heavy guitars and riffs um, and very, you know, very, very, um, very quiet moments, very melodic moments with, with a violin and Marcella's voice and... And it's like, it's the same song still. And that makes it so heavy and also so moving at the same time. Mm. But it also shows the stronger side of her voice, mm -hmm. the powerful side. Um, and Darker Days, to me, it seems a lot more outgoing than The Flame Within did. Yeah. And it has also very beautiful lyrics. For example, the song Collide. Oh, um, it's beautiful. Yes. I don't know, it's like, uh, let's meet somewhere where our worlds can collide or something. Yeah. In that direction, yeah. <laughs> And Broken is, again, a very, very beautiful, I would say, power ballad. Mm -hmm. um, but my favorite song, and this song is also in my top five songs that was ever, ever released is The World Is Ours. Yes, that's a great one. This song is just perfect. It's perfect for her voice. Um, the symphonic parts, the keyboard is perfect. <sighs> the song is great. Yes. 
It's also so hard to pick a to pick a favorite with this one because they are all so beautiful. Our cause in darker days are also amazing songs, and mm. the ballad on this on this record, Nadie lo ve, is just such a heartbreaking <laughs> song, but heartbreaking <laughs> in a beautiful way. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> I know you know, and um, just with that. With that piano and and her singing in Spanish, that like that's like super natural and soft. I don't know. It's 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 an extra vulnerability also to you know to to sing that kind of words in your um, in your native tongue. I've talked mm. I've talked about this. I don't know. Have we talked about this? Um, I have this theory that. Um, it's easier to say things in other languages when you are kind mm -hmm. of emotional or when it is about emotions. Yeah. You know, it's like uh, to say I love you in English, for example, it's the easiest thing. But to say it in Spanish, it's like, bam, then it means something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it's also easy to say it in Spanish, but in German, it's exactly um, it's harder because you don't when you talk in a different language. Um, your native tongue is also kind of your or part of your identity, and so um, using the language that you grew up with and that you normally use is even stronger, or the meaning is stronger. Yeah. Because you are also unable to say, oh, I didn't mean it. Um, I just used the wrong words because I didn't know better. <laughs> so there is no going back. <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, I also think, I think about languages also like some kind of buffer. I mean, mm -hmm. there's, you know, there's a reason why um, there's that thing called a language barrier, you know, because sometimes it is kind of a barrier and sometimes mm -hmm. it's not... You know, like when you are learning, no, when you travel, for example, and can't really communicate with people, I don't know, um, then it is like an unwanted barrier. But you can also put that language barrier um, on purpose to mm -hmm. take some um, distance from what, from, I don't know, overwhelming feelings, for example. And then it's easier. So for me, also seeing in Spanish is really difficult for some reason. Mm. And that's why I also like this song so much because it's it's a lot about um, the suffering that nobody sees, which is the title of the of the of the song Nadie lo ve. And mm. um, and that's like damn, she's sung about that in Spanish. Wow. <laughs> and that's also how the song feels, like really really emotionally charged and that makes it so powerful. Mm. I can totally agree. I um, never liked to sing in German. Also, maybe because German is not, um, it's a very hard language. So um, singing in French or Spanish or Italian or even English sounds more, um, yeah, it's more musically, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'd say. Um And especially in this song, but also on the whole album, Marcella's voice is powerful, but it's also a contrast to the even more powerful and strong music. Yes. So that's the next thing that makes this album so amazing. Very much, yeah. Um, so as I said, I can't pick... I can't pick favorites, but I will say that Collide is on my favorites playlist that I always listen to. So <laughs> maybe that one. <laughs> Can you pick a favorite? Yeah, obviously. Uh, yeah, of course, um, The World is Ours. Because if I would be able to choose only five songs that I can listen to for the end of my life, then The World is Ours would be one of them. Wow. Damn, that's that's... Wow, that's strong. <laughs> yeah, and it's, um, it's interesting because 
I like Stream of Passion, but I would never say that they are one of my favorite bands. Mm -hmm. So this song just nailed it. But it's also really, it says a lot about you that you have thought about this. <laughs> Which would be the five songs that I... <laughs> If somebody stole all of the music and <laughs> put it away. It's important. Which five songs would I have to keep? <laughs> it's important. <laughs> What it if is. the situation comes one day? <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I would have to spend a whole day now you know picking from my from my playlists from my very different playlists that I have to update you know from my favorites playlist and and erasing everything <laughs> you can tell me next time we record a podcast Until I have five I don't think I'll, I'll be able to choose but um wow <laughs> that's kind of a um bucket list thing the other way around um I don't know we were just talking about bucket lists um on the last episode so go check that out if you haven't subscribed yet and if you have uh, then you remember what we're talking about um, <laughs> we are in every podcatcher so uh, just click subscribe yes um, what's next I think they did this crowdfunding campaign for a war of our own right yes they left Nipalm Records and they um, launched a campaign on Indiegogo to uh, fund a war of our own. Mm -hmm. And they made so much money with it that they would have been able to record another album with that money. Exactly. But I think instead they did the, the next live DVD, I think, mm -hmm. with some of that money. Yeah. Yeah, but first of all, a war of our own is another masterpiece. These I days. didn't listen to it that much. What? But I know some of the songs. <laughs> um, well, it's an amazing, an amazing album, which I happen to have in my hands right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just thinking about that, or we were just uh, talking about that before we started recording. I didn't remember exactly when it was released, but then everything clicked because I got this album um, at a record store in the Netherlands. And I was in the Netherlands to see Epica play and Stream of Passion. 18th of April. Uh, yes, April 2014. <laughs> yeah. and, and so Epica was playing a big concert in um, Tilburg. And Stream of Passion were very, very um, smart To, to schedule an, an, acoustic, uh, an acoustic performance in Tilburg, like hours before the Epica concert at our record store. So people, marketing, this is a great plan, you know. If, if you can't be the, the opener for a very genre-related band, Then you play not the competition concert, but just several hours before that, so that people like me, who are coming from Germany to uh, the Netherlands or who are traveling a lot, a long distance, to go see uh, this bigger band, uh, could also see you on the same day, just had to arrive a few hours earlier, you know. It was really well done. And the acoustic set was beautiful. Um, back then I was taking uh, lessons singing lessons with Marcella via Skype. So, um, yeah, I saw her perform this acoustic uh, set at the record store. Then I got the album because, you know, record store, you're already there. The things are lying around. <laughs> and I bought it and I went uh, to her for, to sign it, to get it signed. And she wrote, uh, Con cariño de la profe, Marcela, which means uh, with love from the teacher because she was my singing teacher and um yeah and i also got a picture and it was great so uh, there's a lot of <laughs> of memories um that i treasure with this with this album and also the beautiful beautiful songs that are there um yes what is your favorite don't let go hands down don't let go it's the most beautiful um 
song on this album, but The Curse it is, is also a really, really cool song, uh, which I can uh, also kind of identify with. Um, the Curse narrates, I think, a little bit of Marcella's story that we already talked about before. The Curse is about um, a calling, you know, something like... I don't know, destiny, more or less, calling you to, <laughs> to, or in this case, music, you know, music, calling you to do more music and to create music. And um, and she, as we just said, she left Mexico and following this calling. Um, and, and it's called The Curse, I think, because, well, in some of the lyrics, it also says something like, uh, there's nothing we can do, you know, when you have this kind of passion driving you um, to create and, and to do art, there's just, you can, you can say, no, I don't want it. Um, <laughs> so, so it was already, uh, it was kind of this, you know, this curse that I have to follow, but it's also calling you and it's also so rewarding. So um, yeah, it's a beautiful song that as well. And a war of our own is also very nice, dealing with um, all of the all of the violence uh, that happens in Mexico because of the drug cartels and stuff like that. Um, they're all they're all all very beautiful songs. Monster, I think, also has to do with that, or is it the other way around? Is it Monster the one about the uh, drug cartel violence? I'm not exactly sure, but check. I think it's Monster. But also check out the videos. Yeah, I think that's a video that that also um, deals with that subject. Hmm. But still, they are. Is Marcella the only one who writes the lyrics? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I like Burning Star, but it's a very poppy song, so I can't listen to that one a lot. Um, but it's very, yeah, just stuck in your head when you listen to it. <laughs> yeah. And Earthquake is also a very cool song. Additional to that, to the songs that you already mentioned. Yes. So um, just by reading the the names of the songs, you can see that it's very personal because one song is also named exile mm-hmm. so i can imagine that when you live so far away from where you grew up that it sometimes might feel as an exile also or on a in a good way but also on a bad way yes so an exile can also be something positive if you had um not so nice reasons yeah. for leaving the country that is also true Yes, and that happens a lot um, nowadays in our in this world. Um, not only because of the wars and the people who have to flee from them, but also because it's such a it's such a globalized world that everybody can work from everywhere and you know go somewhere else and not only travel but also um, you know like Oof. make their dreams come true. Hmm. Um, yeah, but yes, sometimes it's not as, it's not nice to be far away Hmm. from the places and the people. Um, yes, I think, or I'd like to think that, well, I think we, don't we all fans like want to, want to think the songs are so personal that we, or don't we feel isn't it like like an added bonus so to speak that we get the feeling that we know the artists behind the songs because we just assume that the lyrics are personal and authentic and i don't know mm. that is interesting because i know a lot of people who say i don't want to meet my idol because i want to keep my imagination of this person Exactly. And that's also something, um, I think it's even more interesting to listen to the songs when you know the person who wrote it at least a bit, when you at least talked 
to this person for, I don't know, 10 or 20 minutes, then you already know something about this person and you can, um, the, the meaning of the words might change somehow. That's very interesting. And I think that's also special for the metal scene, but also for every other music genre that is not so popular because um, the the artists write the music and the lyrics on their own. And I only know it from the German pop industry that we have music producers mm -hmm. who write a lot of songs for the artists. So there is no relation at all to the person who sings the song in the end or who, who performs the song. That is true. It also happens in some of the more mainstream rock bands, though. I don't want to name names and point fingers here, but <laughs> <laughs> I know who you think about. <laughs> you know who I'm thinking about. Um, yeah. But let's go back to our subject. <laughs> our <topic. laughs> let's talk about Memento. Um, they did a cover, or they, they put a cover song on this DVD. Mm. That is, I Have a Right. The original is from Sonata Arctica. We also mentioned this in the episode that Steffi and I did about mm -hmm. cover songs. And it's a very cool song. Um, I already said in the last, uh, in the episode when we talked about the song that um, Marcella has a speech here. That's the speech that a young girl had in front of politicians some years ago about children's rights. Um, and she... I didn't um, know that. From the original. She says this in Spanish. So in the original song, it's the original speech of the girl. And here, Marcella um, says wow. the words in Spanish. That's beautiful. It's m even more beautiful. I love that cover so much. But uh, mm -hmm. that makes it even more special. Wow. <laughs> it's one of the more serious songs from Sonata Arctica. They have a lot of party songs, but this one is very... Yeah, serious. Yes. And otherwise, it's only their songs, so no more Arion. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> By then, they had already four, um, four studio albums, so they could um, they could be they could you know fill up the the slot, the headliner slot of the performance just fine. Um, well, as we already mentioned, the DVD production was funded partly by the by the crowdfunding campaign they did for A War of Our Own, and it was it was the uh, place to be for Stream of Passion fans, and it was a very bittersweet. Um, occasion because they had already announced that they were splitting up, that the band was splitting up. This was in 2016 and we were all very sad. So mm. it was uh, the last opportunity to see them live and I didn't go. <laughs> <laughs> Something that you regret forever. Uh, yes, but a lot of people went and uh, you can watch them now on the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> the audience as well. So yeah, before we talk about the split, I would like to talk about their performances. We've seen mm -hmm. them live several times. And do you have, um, I don't know, um, memories, good memories of... Uh, a stream of passion performances or or one that was like that you remember that was special i can't name a specific gig but um their live performance always was very cool um because they are also very strong on stage there are some bands that don't have this charisma but stream of passion especially marcella have a lot of that mm -hmm. um It's also interesting to see her when she joins the band, not as the main singer, but when she's more in the more in the background. You not only because of her red hair, you just um, see her, so she's not invisible. Some people kind of are invisible on stage. Yeah, yeah, she's one of the 
of the women who are not like really tall because I mean Flor Jansen obviously looks huge on stage she is huge and she has yep. <laughs> a huge presence as well but um, Marcela Bovia and the same goes for Mariangela de Murtas from Tristania they're like as tall as me <laughs> more or less as small as you <laughs> more or less as small as me okay <laughs> and I'm <laughs> 160 um, <laughs> meters and um, yeah so they look so huge on stage they have such a strong presence mm. so that gives me the hope that I sometimes look as you know huge as well <laughs> Of course you do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, um, yeah, Marcella has a really, really strong um, performance as well. And and there were, the, all the musicians also had, had like this chemistry on stage. They were never like super playful or, or something. They were mostly kind of, you know, serious, you know, dark, mm. heavy metal is what we're doing here. But um But still, you knew that they were, that there was something there. Yep, totally agree. Yes. So yeah. sorry for all of you who have never been to a Stream of Passion gig. Yeah, if you never <laughs> saw them live. You missed something. Let's hope for a reunion. <laughs> yep, that would be cool. The last time I saw them live was in 2015. That's four years ago already. That is so mm. sad. Uh, at female metal event and I remember that they didn't play Don't Let Go and I was very upset <laughs> or no no it wasn't there it was I think at Epic Metal Fest I don't think I wrote about that but yeah it was somewhere else but they didn't play Don't Let Go and I went to Marcella after that and asked her and I was like dude that's my favorite song why didn't you play it <laughs> <laughs> what did she say <laughs> no time you know short said um I understand <laughs> but it was so sad it was the last time I saw them live and they didn't play don't let go so a year later a year after I saw them or or no maybe I well anyway I don't remember when was the last time I saw them Live, but in 2016, uh, we saw Marcella at female metal event, and we also went up, went up to her and told her why. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is uh, the last stream of passion interview that we did <laughs> with only one question. <laughs> yeah, our last stream of passion interview uh, is eight minutes long is on our YouTube uh, channel. If you aren't a subscriber, go over there and click on it. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's actually a quite relaxed chat with Marcella talking about everything that, that happened so that Stream of Passion decided they should split up. Hey everyone, this is Kiki and I'm sitting here with Marcella from Stream of Passion. Still from Stream of Passion. And we have only one question. Why? <laughs> oh, um, well, um, there's, there's basically a lot of things, a lot of things that we, that we talked about. But it basically boils down that we think that um, with the current circumstances, the people and, uh, you know, situation as it is, we kind of like reached the top of what we would have been able to achieve as a band so instead of um going on for a few years and see it you know like get less and less and dragging have, it out yeah instead of like keep playing shows and that there's less people every time you know then we decided like why don't we just like quit while we're winning mm -hmm. and uh, have you know like a kick-ass last little tour and then uh, go on and look for uh, new challenges and go out on a high note go out on a high note quit while you're winning How long have you been, or were you thinking about that before you decided and uh, announced the split? I think, um, well, a couple of months, actually. Um, well, it's, but it's, it's been, it's been there for, a, I think, 
we, that we talked about it was like a couple of months before we actually announced it. Uh, but then we were going to Mexico and we didn't want to um, didn't want to say, say anything before we went, you know. Um, so we kept it to ourselves for a little while. Yeah. And all our hearts break. How was it actually going back to uh, your homeland? Uh, it was beautiful. One of the best things, I think, that uh, one of the coolest things that we've done with Stream of Passion, especially in Monterrey, where, which is where I come from, because uh, also my friends were there and my family was there, and uh, yeah, I got a lot of crazy Mexican singing nostalgia uh, with me, so that was that was very nice. Oh, lovely! Did you have your sister come on stage again? We did, but she lives in Mexico City now, so uh, we had two shows in Mexico City and she joined us on the last one. So, cool, yeah. that must be amazing. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun and, uh, um, you know, unfortunately we didn't have a lot much time to talk or hang out uh, those, those two, uh, that day, but, uh, well, you know, it was um, unfortunate uh, that one of our shows got cancelled in Chihuahua, but then we got to stay in Mexico City. Uh, a day longer and then we could uh, spend some time with uh, spend some time here catch up that's cool so um, today you're performing for your solo project but next week you'll be performing with stream of passion at uh, epic metal fest yeah. so for the future what will you be or what do you think you will be doing next year uh, I know what I'm gonna be doing next year but I cannot tell you anything about it <laughs> no no, sorry. It's gonna be metal, though. I'm intrigued. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very, very, very excited. So it's a shame that I can't tell you anything. But there's, there's stuff gonna be going on. Yeah. Cool, mysterious. Is it possible? Because I've been wondering. Is it possible that at least some of the guys of Stream of Passion um, that you will be doing music uh, together is still maybe under another name, maybe a completely different project in the future? Well, uh, there is one guy in Stream of Passion that I'm going to be doing a lot of work with, so that's no, but that's no surprise. Yeah. And the rest, uh, we'll see. How are you um, ending all, everything? Are you doing something special, a DVD maybe? Um, because we also remember the, that there was, um, I think, uh, something left from the funding from A War of Our Own. Maybe you are going to um, make just a big farewell party out of it. Well, uh, we are making a, a DVD. We recorded already a show um, a couple of weeks ago at P60 in Amstelveen, mm -hmm. which was awesome because it was, it was sold out and there were people from all over the world. Uh, and we, uh, we made a really big show out of it. So we had a lot of lights and uh, smoke cannons and confetti, you know, it was like the whole enchilada. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we're definitely going out with a bang, and, and we really wanted to make that, uh, you know, as a souvenir for, for all the fans and for all these years. So, um, And besides this, we're uh, also, like I said, doing a few shows, and uh, mm -hmm. the very last one is going to be on uh, 28th of December in Utrecht, mm -hmm. and it's already sold out, so we already know that it's going to be a really good party. Cool. Full house. That's amazing. Thank you so much for the interview. Is there anything else? Some last words. Farewell. <laughs> <laughs> Some last words. Um, well, um, just a yeah, big thank you to all of the really amazing people that have supported us through the years. Um, we're really, really, really grateful for everything that you've done for us. And um, we hope you forgive us. Uh, for, uh, <laughs> but um, please keep an eye on all of us because we aren't going to keep making music it's just going to be a little bit different and uh, do catch one of our last shows it would be wonderful to see you there and uh, Utrecht unfortunately is sold out but we're going to be playing uh, an epic metal fest and uh, in the UK and in Brussels so maybe join us there's an opportunity there that's yeah. great thank you so much for your time yeah, it's uh, it's actually a quite relaxed chat with Marcella talking about everything that that happened so that Stream of Passion decided they should rather split up than you know than the band going downhill and because they ended on a very high note. 
they were still promoting a war of our own. <laughs> mm. And um, and the the album was incredible. They knew they could count on their fans to support them as much as to uh, crowdfund their own album and more. And and as we said, and the live DVD after. So it was kind of, you know, um, yeah, saying it was, it was nice. It was the right moment, yeah. Because when you look at a band like, for example, Theater of Tragedy, they didn't do that. They were very famous, especially when they still had Liv Christine as their lead singer. Mm -hmm. Then they kicked her out of the band and then everything went down. Um, and in the end, they said that they will um, quit the band and that they also want to record a DVD. And they had to ask their fans for money after the concert to be able to produce this DVD. Yeah. Hmm. And that is... Hmm. <laughs> The other way around is is better, a lot better. Totally. Yes, and of course we are going to link our last interview with um, Stream of Passion on the show notes, which, as you can, uh, which as you know, you can find at metal end highheelscom slash podcast fifty nine. And yeah, that was the end of Stream of Passion, which we obviously uh, were very sad about. But it was all—it was also—it was, of course, not the last time that um, the members did music, and it was also not the last time that we talked to Marcella. So, Marcella and Johan uh, van Stratum went over to yeah fewer mm -hmm. but before that they also had performed with Anneke at uh, while touring with the gentle storm so i think from that um, from that working together with Anneke fewer also was one of the like side products <laughs> from the mm, but she's not in the band anymore exactly so fewer um, so Anneke started fewer with Johan and Marcella and then Marcella um, decided to leave Fjord and concentrate on her solo uh, project which was also very um, successful mm -hmm. she released two albums yes unprecedented I think we talked to her about this one back in 2016 mm -hmm. and then the newer album is called Through Your Eyes and it's from 2018 Yes, and those are also uh, very beautiful albums. And if I am not wrong, Eric Hatz Hatzebrook, I hope I'm not uh, pronouncing that too badly. Eric Hatzebrook went then over to um, Vetrar to found Vetrar Draurin with um, mm -hmm. autumn singer Marian Wilman which is also a very cool band. Actually, we have an interview with them as well on our YouTube channel. And um, yeah, I like, I like their music. It's also very dark. <laughs> yep. Um, which is your favorite song from Unprecedented? I actually didn't really listen that much to that one. Do you have a favorite? No. Uh, from Through Your Eyes. I like Scientist a lot. Mm -hmm. and Into Her Eyes is also really nice Through Your Eyes is also a very special record because, well, the cover art is amazing I really like that mm. and it it was funded by, by um, Marcella's Patreon and so she asked uh, I mean, unprecedented as well and I think for unprecedented, she had done one of the one of the perks for the crowd for the crowdfunding, um, like a co-writing, like you know, uh, you support finance the record and I write a song for you more or less, and that went so well that or or she liked this experience about 
um, you know, writing music and lyrics to someone else's story that she, um, that Marcella did through your eyes as a, not a concept album, but, you know, it goes around that concept that each of the 11 tracks from Through Your Eyes is actually written about the story of someone else mm-hmm. who was um, or were her patrons on Patreon. So that's that's a really amazing thing also, you, you know, to get yourself inspired by uh, someone else's stories. Mm. Yeah, that's yes. cool. <laughs> It's funny that there is a song called The Silence Before the Storm. Yeah. So it's also really cool to to then learn about those those stories, you know. Um I am also on her Patreon and I and I could read and and watch videos of the people um you know who inspired these songs and how and how they felt really understood by her and that and that the song is then so special to them because it not only tells their story but tell, tells it really well. Mm. Yeah, that was really cool. And About Through Your Eyes, we talked to Marcella uh, for the podcast, actually, in February last year. So that's also going on the show notes. And yes, we should talk to her soon. That would be great. <laughs> See if she has any other projects running now, music projects. Yeah. So should we answer a question from the bucket list thing that Steffi found on the internet. <laughs> um, I have a beautiful one. What would you do if you had um, eternal time? Eternal time? So if time wouldn't be time? a case. Unlimited time, yeah. I mean, if I would live forever? Yeah, probably. Right? Or if... Or maybe if you wouldn't have to work, um, you wouldn't have to earn money. Hmm. I think I would travel more, but but not like travel, travel, but, you know, like spending time with people travel. Mm-hmm. You know, like I would visit all my friends all over the world. <laughs> <laughs> And visit a lot of concerts, concerts probably. Hell yes. <laughs> What about you? Um, to be honest, I think if time and money wouldn't matter, then I would invest a lot of my time into metal and high heels. Yes. That would be a very cool thing if I could just spend the whole day doing stuff for the magazine. But in fact... It's hard to get an hour per week um, <laughs> to spend on the magazine nowadays for me. So, yeah, that would be my answer in this moment. Aww. Yeah. Because it gives a lot to me. Totally. <laughs> yes. All of these memories, all of these um, memories around music are, I don't know, are very, very valuable and very, to me at least, they're like, they mm. have a really special place in my heart. So, yeah, definitely. Yes, we've met so many people. Um, Marcela Bobbio, for example, she's such an amazing person. She's so kind and so strong and empowered and funny. And uh, she's so cool. I, um, yeah, she's um, a Yeah, one of the best singers around as well. Hmm. So, um, yes. To talk to more of those people and visit them while traveling, that would be <laughs> my answer as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was the episode about Stream of Passion. If you want to listen to the other episodes as well and to every episode that we will produce in the future, you should subscribe to Metal and High Heels Podcast on iTunes or your preferred podcatcher. Yeah. And if you want to stay up to date with all of our doings and not doings, <laughs> you can follow <laughs> us on Twitter at Metal High Heels, on Instagram at Metal and High Heels. And uh, yeah, also like our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel where we post uh, interviews and everything that uh, 
we're doing nowadays. And um, yes, see you soon. Yay. Big thanks to Cassandra Novell for our jingle that's based on the song Storm from Undying Fire by her brand Mercy Isle. And you can listen to it right now. What? De, 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 de. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know what you will cut out of this episode, so I just finished this one with thank you and goodbye. Bye. <laughs>